Hello and welcome to season two, episode one of Woody Off the Cuff. That's right, we're in a new season. We've got a slightly different or niched direction we're going to take in this season. Um, But before we get into our topic today, which is Simplicity Works, I just want to thank everybody who listened to season one, which was essentially a random collection of ideas and thoughts that I had and wasn't too specific. If we had to pick a theme for season one, it would be focus on recovering from your trauma and getting help with your mental health and life will get better. And that's still the main thing I tell everybody all the time is if you focus on that stuff, life just keeps getting better and better and better. And so while maybe that first season of the podcast, which ended with an epic episode nine finale that was almost 90 minutes, and if you didn't listen to it, next time you're on a long car ride, or perhaps if you're taking a drive for the holidays in the next couple of weeks, turn it on. I think it was a little bit of magic. It was intense. It was definitely very what do you call it? Extemporaneous? Is that the word for like doing something off the cuff? It was it was a lot, but it was so honest and so good. And I was really proud of it. Um, so I'm really grateful to anyone who listened to that because I think it can help. And it was about how to solve society's problems and obviously like our role in that and our personal role to help ourselves. So anyway, season one, I thought was a big success and kind of segueing into this season two and what I'm going to make it about Season one was a success to me, not because of any numbers or listens or money made, but because I really enjoyed making it more than anything I've ever made before. You know, maybe short of giving a live public speech, which is probably my favorite thing in the world. Making this first season of the podcast was the most fun I've ever had because I was just so honest about what I really believed. And I didn't try to modify anything or censor anything to sound good to make money or to be convincing in a certain way. I just really let you know exactly what I think right off the cuff, no script, um, because I'm pretty good at talking without a script. And so, yeah, I just thought it came out super well. I'm grateful if you listened. And we're going to continue that tradition here with season two and, in fact, talk about it more. And so the topic I want to talk about today, which, again, the other reason this podcast has been so good, in my opinion, is because I'm bringing you stuff that I'm literally getting through in my own life right as I do it. And so I'm not dumping on you or telling you all my problems without a solution. But when I solve something, I let you know right here ASAP. And so you're getting things that are just fresh and hot and I'm passionate about it. And what I'm passionate about today is things I'm doing to simplify my life and how you can actually do that in your own life. So as we go into season two, I don't know what I'll label this season yet. I don't think I need to have a perfect label, but it's going to be essentially about leaving the rat race or leaving the desire to achieve status, wealth, prestige, and what does simply being happy and fulfilled look like? Because I talk a lot about mental health, and I've talked so much in season one about trauma and recovery and all this. And it's great. It really is the answer. If we were, I say this a lot, but if we were doing a science experiment and you had an independent variable, the thing you manipulate, and a dependent variable, the thing that is the result, then the independent variable here would be working on mental health and recovering and taking time for ourselves, right? 
Like if we don't heal our mental health and our physical health and take care of ourselves, we can't do anything. But then the question comes up, well, what does a life lived with recovery, lived with mental health attitude, lived with less overwhelm, what does that look like, you know? It may be a foreign concept to you, and so you may have heard me talk about all these things I'm doing to heal, but what is the dependent variable? What is the life and attitudes I have now that I am doing that trauma work and that recovery work? Because I can tell you how all this stuff works all the time, but if you don't see the benefits, then why are you here listening to me? You know, there's got to be some benefit or some tangible evidence that this way of living actually works. And so I am grateful to tell you that I have taken a, oh, I hope you can just hear the smile in my face as I'm telling you this. I'm beaming. I'm grateful to tell you that I have taken some big steps and my life really is changing and simplifying and just becoming more and more beautiful in a tangible way um, in terms of actions and results that I can share with you. And so season two is going to be about, you know, what does it look like? What are all the different steps you take? What does it look like to leave the rat race behind? And that doesn't just mean the corporate ladder or the business ladder. It means the ladder of fear and approval, you know, and the fear that you won't be loved. And so there, we're going to cover all these topics in season two and look at what like a simple, everyday, healthy life looks like. And not that I know everything, but I'm getting just into it. And I always like to share when I'm getting just into it. So here's where this has come from, okay, is last week I went to a really awesome entrepreneurial seminar and it wasn't just for entrepreneurs, but it was with this organization called Life and Air. And their whole thing is that millionaires have a lot of money, but Life and Airs have a lot of life. And so they teach you about business. And lots of these people are investing in real estate or they run companies, you know, and they make good money and they pay money to be in this program. But it's also people who really want to prioritize their life first and fit their, you know, have to do's around it, like to fit their work or their, you know, obligations around the life they want. And so I went to this seminar and it was a business seminar, but they told me this thing, Woody, you should just, you know, fit your business inside your life and you need a life vision. And what do you want from your life? What do you really love? And how would your business fit into that? And the amazing thing these people told me, um, which don't get scared off, you know, but I'm just telling you, documenting, is they told me that a lot of them, these trainers, work between... <laughs> five and, you know, 20 hours a week and make more money than they did work in 70 hours a week. And so I'm not trying to go too deep into the business thing because I know many of you all aren't entrepreneurs or business people, but it was really interesting what happened when I heard this because I am an entrepreneur and I thought to myself, huh, well, I would love to work 12 hours a week. I would love to podcast and make content for four hours and have deep conversations with people for four hours, kind of networking really in depth and then do four hours of coaching or speaking a week, whether that's on Zoom or in person or whatever. And that would be nice. Like, there's my three activities, and I'm going to do those. And the first thing I realized was, I am not doing that right now. If you have seen me over the past few years, you've seen me cycle through so many. And if you haven't seen me, you know, you can go look up my old content. You've seen me cycle through so many different mediums, right? I started... I consider the start of my content creation the first WordPress blog I posted, which was in May or late April of 2016. 
So right now it is December of 2022. So it's been about six and a half years, which is pretty unreal to say, you know, that I've been creating content for six and a half years. And I'd written stuff before that, but I created my own blog on WordPress and published this blog. And the first content I ever made was about the UNC basketball team, because that year they lost on a last second buzzer beater to Villanova. And I wrote this article, which honestly was pretty beautiful about how Marcus Page had made this amazing shot. And if only Villanova had not made the final buzzer beater and had gone to overtime and UNC had won, we would have been writing this beautiful story about Marcus Page. And it never got written because he lost and his amazing game tying shot in the last few seconds has been forgotten um, by history. So, you know, I thought it was beautiful. And I just started blogging about things I liked. And then, you know, I started different coaching business, you know, Preetha and I started an Etsy business and I've made YouTubes and then shut down YouTubes. I've made podcasts and shut down podcasts and I've gone kind of offline for a while and then come back. And among all of this, I was really just kind of panicking and scrambling. If you, if you, and this is why the mental health work is so important. If you, you know, have read my book, Help, I'm Overwhelmed, ooh, ooh. And public service announcement is part of my simplifying. I'm keeping the book literally the cheapest possible so everyone can have access. So if you don't have the book, it is now on Kindle Unlimited. It has been. And it's 99 cents on Kindle. And you do not need a Kindle to get the book. I repeat, you don't need any device. You can read it on any smartphone, on a Kindle app, or on your computer. So if you want my book, it is literally 99 cents on Amazon for Kindle. I think it's like 13 bucks or something for the audiobook. Amazon prices that. I don't get to choose. And it's 9.99 for the paperback, which by the way, I make something like $3.50 off a of paperback. And now that I've reduced the Kindle price, I make like 30 cents on selling a Kindle copy. But that's okay. It's part of my simplification, which I'm going to get into today. So Definitely grab the book, Help I'm Overwhelmed, if you don't have it yet. And please leave me a review if you have it and have read some of it. Anyway, um, what was the point of all that? I've created all these types of content, but they were all kind of panic activities. And the reason I brought up the book is because I was going to tell you the H in help stands for halt the panic. And basically, this idea of simplicity works is all around the fact that just like a swimmer swimming in a rip current... If they swim against a current that's faster than them, they don't go anywhere. You know, I've been swimming against currents that were faster than me, panicking, flailing my arms, feeling like I was working so hard, but I wasn't going anywhere. And so that's the reason I've cycled through so many types of content and so many different things is because I made a bunch of amazing content, but there was always this people-pleasing aspect, this worry about making money or getting likes or followers I mean, you ca- I cannot tell you how much I've sat behind the screen just refreshing to see if I've sold books or gotten reviews or gotten email subscribers or gotten likes on my videos, etc., etc. So many times. And so while you've seen a lot of good content come out, I've been scrambling behind the scenes and obsessing over are people seeing it. And I've always been that way. Until now. And that's why this episode is so fun, is I'm finally simplifying my lifestyle and my uh, method of doing my business in a way that's really working. And I want to share it with you because so often, right, anyone can write a book and say, 
simplify your life. Just cut things out, you know? And anyone can tell you, you need to be doing less. You're scrambling too much. But how does it work? Like, how do you actually do it, right? It's, it's one thing for somebody else to tell you that, but it's another thing to actually do it. And so I'm going to walk through in this episode as the introduction, just the basic steps I've taken to simplify my life. And then in further episodes in this podcast, I'm going to just riff on the idea of simplicity and leaving the rat race in a variety of ways in more detail. So this is kind of an episode of coaching. You know, I'm just going to take a few minutes. I don't expect this to be a longer than 30 minute episode, but I'm just going to tell you a few steps that I've taken recently, very, very recently that have simplified my life and how it's going to become amazing. So the first thing that I did to simplify in the past few months is I focused on my mental health above all else. And this has really been an 18-month journey for me. I consider the start of my mental health above all else phase. Does that make any kind of an acronym? M-H-A-A-E. Not really. My Mahe'i phase. Um, but I started that last summer because I realized I was, you know, flailing around trying to diet and get fed and trying to earn money and trying to please and all this stuff. And I said, you know what, Woody? We're taking a break. Mental health above all else. And I just worked on my mental health for six months and didn't do anything productive. I wrote a draft of my book, but it was, I was just kind of scrambling and the mental health was the main focus. And so I did that. And then about six months in, so about a year ago, January of this year in 2022, I was basically ready to simplify my life to the point that I gave up. I was like, I'm not going to write this book. I might go to grad school. I don't know. And thankfully, a friend, uh, Jason, pushed me to finish my book and do one more draft. And I did that. And I can tell you, if I hadn't finished, if I hadn't done this mental health journey, there's no way I would have written a really good book that I could stand behind. So the journey for me, if we were making this a stepwise procedure, is number one, mental health above all else, right? Well-being above all else. Just stabilize your well-being and mental health. And that looks like using my help method, halting the panic, engaging your emotions, and then looking for help and just patiently floating along um, as you are waiting for help to help you. So I sat for like six months at the last, last half of last year and was just in the mental health zone. Then thanks to that, I was able to distill some ideas into something I believed in. So I would say stage one is just stabilize your health, whether it's physical, mental, your routine. You know, I had already quit my corporate job, but for you, you might not be able to quit your job. It might just mean setting a little boundary. So as far as the stabilization phase, it's just a little boundary setting at work, maybe working a little bit less or a little smarter or asking more help from your work. Basically in stage one, to simplify, all you do is ask for more help. And if you're too busy to go to a therapist, you ask for help at work to help cover you. And if you're too, if there's no help at work available, then you ask for help hiring an online therapist. And if, you know, that doesn't work, you ask for help dealing with whatever lifestyle things are getting in the way. But essentially, you just ask for help until you can stabilize your life a little and you just never give up. That's stage one. Then stage two, which is really beautiful, is finding something you believe in. Because when you are, and when I was, you know, scrambling around, 
I struggled to have any self-confidence because I knew I didn't really have something I believed in. And so I've offered coaching services for all these years and never really made much money because I didn't really fully believe in myself. And it wasn't that I didn't think I could help people, but to, you know, offer a consulting service like life coaching, I mean, you have to be totally certain, like I, like now I am, but it, for a long time I wasn't, totally certain you can help somebody. And I don't think this just applies to coaching. I think it applies to anything in life. If you are going to take a risk to cut something out of your life, then you better be confident in what you are doing with your life. And so let's say, you know, you've stabilized your work a little bit. You have just a little bit of breathing room. This is what I would work on with the client. Step one, just a little breathing room mentally and emotionally and physically, just a little. Then in that space, you can explore yourself to find what you believe in. Could be by taking personality tests. Like me, I just wrote a book about the mental health stuff I had just learned. It could be anything. But step two is kind of finding some pillar to stand on, whether it's an ability you have, a view of yourself, a talent, a gift, uh, just some way of seeing yourself socially, whatever will give you confidence, but not fake confidence or like tricking your thoughts confidence, just the actual confidence that you've done the work to discover it, you know? Like, that's the thing I notice is that people who are really good at stuff and confident are confident because they've done the work and done the failures to discover it. And so for me, you know, I wrote a few drafts of my book and really put a lot into it. And I mostly experimented on myself with my help method. And that is what let me find something I believe in. I believe wholeheartedly in a recovery mindset, recovering from trauma, physical injury, creating space for yourself. And I believe wholeheartedly in asking for help. And so nobody can take that away from me. Nobody can ever, you know, shake my confidence in that because I've seen it so much in my life that it's true. And so you might need to ask yourself now, what have I seen so much in my life that I'm just 100% certain that I'm laying my flag down and I'm standing on this hill and I am dying on it? Um, and for me, that's what I know is this recovery mindset and help. And so that's kind of how it works is you create some kind of self-confidence based on a real understanding of yourself. But you won't get to that if you don't simplify and, you know, recover a little bit. And that's why I give this help method message. So, okay, I've done that. I have my help message. Then guess what I do for the next six months? I go right back to panicking, which is funny because I've written this help book, but I'm panicking. Am I going to make an impact? Am I going to make enough money? And suddenly... This is where the money and financial insecurity comes in because I've spent, at first I just needed help with my mental health and I knew it and I just threw my money at whatever would help me. And then I knew I had to find something that I believed in. So I wasn't too stressed about money because my biggest bottleneck was my emotions and not believing in myself. But now I've got, you know, some breathing room and here I am in mid 2022. I got some breathing room. I've got a book. But guess what? I'm still not earning from this book. You know, I sell very few copies on Amazon. Most of the copies I sell are to people I know in person. And it cost a few thousand bucks to get this book published. So I'm really in the hole still, even after six months. And I'm not ashamed of that because I think most people are. And a book is a long-term asset. But I was ashamed of it at first. And I thought, I've got to sell more books. I've got to scramble. Financially, I've got to get my confidence. And so I was so worried and panicking and scrambling. How can I make more money? How can I 
do more? How can I be more efficient? How can I be better? And I came to this point, which actually might have been the first podcast episode of season one. I came to this point where I thought, you know what? I just need help budgeting. Instead of trying to earn my way out of this hole, I've just got to budget and stabilize my finances. And so that's what I did. I asked Preetha for help. We started budgeting. We have a really, really good budget now. And we don't even have to restrict too much because we have enough money. But I don't overspend on food. I cook at home. I find efficient ways to cook. And I don't overspend on things that I think will fill this hole in my heart. So I would say here are the phases so far, just to put it more clearly. Number one, help, I'm overwhelmed, and get that help, and stabilize. Number two, fill the hole in your heart with something that matters to you. Once you have a little bit of stability, find that thing you care about. For me, you know, plant my flag in the help and overwhelm. For you, it might be a hobby, it might be a social belief, might be a political belief, might be a spiritual belief. Find something you absolutely believe in that is unshakable. And then three is trust that you're enough because of your confidence. And instead of continuing to fill the hole in your life with purchasing things and being chaotic with your money, stabilize a really balanced and healthy budget. And so this has been really important to me to simplify because simplification means giving up opportunities. And for me, my biggest insecurity was money And so I felt like I could never give up a financial opportunity. If I, um, let's say, you know, found someone who might be interested in coaching with me, I'd bother them and hassle them and be so intense because I thought, oh, I've just got to make money. I'm in this hole. There's this black pit of despair and I've got to make money. And what I learned is if I'm really willing to double down on what I believe in and know I have value, I don't have to worry about the money or the people pleasing or whatever. And again, this is where you look specifically at what for you is this kind of black hole. But chances are, whatever your black hole is that you haven't stood up for in your belief, you're wasting your money, stressing out, thinking things will make you happy. So stage three is admit things won't make you happy and budget. And now suddenly with those three steps, get help with your mental health, find something you believe in stabilize your budget to the best you can and stop thinking things will make you happy. You have a core with which your life is already really improved because you have help, you have confidence, and you have a little bit more money because you're not wasting it all. And so I found myself in this situation this month is I have finally stabilized my life where I'm doing the best I can with my finances. I have confidence in myself and I have help with my mental health. And with those three needs met, I now can actually simplify out tasks that I thought I had to be doing and take some risks and make some bold, you know, statements for my own personal vision. So I'll wrap this with telling you what I'm actually going to do. First thing I'm going to do is keep podcasting because I love this. But what I'm moving away from is online business models and let me just say what this step four is before I, uh, before I go into detail. This fourth step I would call listening to your body. Oh my gosh. Well, what does that mean, Woody? You've just told me you're going to give me details and you say listen to your body. <laughs> well, here's what I found is without as much panic, my body tells me what it likes and doesn't like. Have you ever thought, 
oh, I've got to figure out what I like and don't like. I have to figure out what I'm good at and then figure out what the world needs and do all this research and market research and look at people and ask them what I'm good at and all this. I'm starting to question that because I just listen to my body. Let me give you an, and so now let me tell you what I mean by that. I've been listening to my body and just this week I said, you know, Woody, it's time to unleash your potential. You've got a great position. Let's strategize how to write a book in 90 days and then teach other people to do it. Because I have this great book inside of me on relationships. I've learned so much about them. And I thought I could easily write a book about either relationships or about living your 20s and just pop that sucker out in 2023. And I thought, you know what? Here are all the things it does for me. It continues my brand. Everybody's asking for the help series, right? They're like, give me more help books. They're amazing. Even though I haven't sold that many, the people who do read it say it's amazing. And it... Uh, would solidify me as a book writing expert so I could coach other people and make really good money teaching people how to write books because I have like a system, like I have a method now. And it would um, then lead into coaching programs like online membership courses or masterminds or, you know, essentially internet marketing for content based on this book. And it would all be really good and helpful. And so I could do that. And then the other thing I've been doing recently is really working hard on social media to post and engage and, you know, do analytics for my social media and find my niche. And so all this stuff looks really good on the surface, right? I'm niching down. I'm doing the right business practices. I have a goal. I'm really achieving. Uh, People will be so impressed with me. I'll get social status. I'll get money. And I know that, like, I could earn a lot scaling some kind of online business because I see all these people doing it. There's just one problem with this. When I went to go strategize that 90-day book plan and do it myself, and even when I think about writing another book in general, I feel horrible. Um, I shared this when I wrote my first book, and I'm, I needed to write the one, but when I was writing my first book, it was some of the most miserable, mentally unhealthy time of my life, which is funny for someone writing a book about mental health. But just to be transparent, I could not shut my brain off. I wasn't happy. I was constantly on edge and stressed. And then once the book came out, I was on edge about marketing it. And so I realized, Woody, you want to do this. Your brain says, I can make all this money and help all these people doing this. But your body says you can't do it. And so I said, okay, I got to give it up. I'm not going to write another book right now. I may not ever write another book because my body doesn't want to. And you might not be in touch with your body right now. But if you do the mental health work, simplify your life, and go on this path, you'll start to feel it. Ooh, even talking about writing another book, I'm literally getting a pain in my left chest, like under my heart. And it feels like I don't have any heart problems. It's literally just an anxiety pain. But that's what it feels like to do something that is not right for you. And so if you have something in your life that's not right for you, that you just feel pain and misery, even when it seems like the right thing to do, you gotta question it. And once you've done these first three steps, the getting help, the finding you believe what you believe in and stabilizing your finances to the best of your ability with an airtight budget, you know, then you can really have confidence to question. And so now because my budget's tight and I don't depend on scrambling for money, I'm thinking, okay, you know, I don't have to write another book. And then I thought, what does my body like? And I realized my body likes two things. It likes public speaking and it likes one-on-one conversations. That's what it likes. And so all this vision of masterminds and online programs and, you know, like all this social media, whatever, 
kind of had to evaporate because I don't want to do it. And then let me tell you, I'll, I'll keep reporting back on this, but to wrap it, why I'm so inspired is I've started scheduling a couple one-on-one networking calls. And so um, yesterday I had a networking call with someone and it went so magically and I felt so self-possessed or so calm and so myself that this person was thinking, Woody, you know, you're doing a really great job here and I support you and I'll help you find connections. And I didn't have to beg them for anything or please them or do anything. I just thought, oh, if I keep showing up like this, I'll find a few one-on-one coaching clients. I'll be able to meet my needs. And, you know, eventually, you know, maybe the book will sell some, but I'm just happy doing what I love. And the other thing I realized is I want to make longer form videos on YouTube and then I'll just chop them up into stuff for Instagram or Facebook or LinkedIn or whatever, but I'm just going to do a YouTube channel. And so all the internet marketing, all the scheming, all the money um, is kind of coming out of my plan. And what's coming in is just a few coaching clients and, uh, and then talks. Whether I, once I find the opportunity for public speaking and training, I'll do that for sure because I love it. And when I think about this, my body is just euphoric. It is light. It is free. It is so happy. And so in summary, you really can simplify your life. And you will have to give up things that look like they should be taken for granted. Like, for example, I am going to stop sending emails for my business. Anyone who knows anything about business knows that the most important thing is your email list. And right now I'm just going to ignore my email list. I don't want an email list. I don't like emailing people. I don't really want their money. I just want to coach a few people, make a decent living, do some public speaking, sell a few books, and be happy. And it's... It's just like that parable of the person who lives on the beach and fishes and has a great life and the Harvard MBA comes in and they say, oh, you've got to build fish factories and you've got to have a big company and you could make so much money so that you could retire on the beach. I'm really getting good at this designing life on the beach in the first place. And that's the end of my help book is it says, you know, life on the beach is a good life. You don't need all this stuff. And I'm actually starting to live that out now. And it looks like a happy life where I naturally fit and support my high-earning wife, where I work part-time as a coach and speaker, where I'm very confident and calm, and where life is just so good. And so I'm going to keep reporting back on these simplicity things, but I just wanted to let you know, as far as my content, this podcast will be very regular. It's going to keep the exact format I love, which is this one, just me talking. And it's going to go through a few seasons as I see fit. And I'm going to start a YouTube with longer form videos. And then my social medias will have cut up short form videos. And hey, if you want to work with me one on one, I'm around, hit me up and we'll talk. But that's kind of where I am now. And I'm so happy. And I'm so relieved to not be chasing status or glory or money or any of that stuff. And much, much more to come on this topic, many more like drilled down topics, many more stories, so much more inspiration. But that's where we're going with season two of the podcast. So welcome to season two. If you didn't catch the end of season one, again, go back and check out that episode nine. It was really, it was something. It was really something. And so happy to be back recording with you all and uh, just spread the news, spread the podcast around if you love it. We are a safe and happy space here. And I'll put the link to the new YouTube channel in the description here so that you can start checking out the YouTube as things come up. There's only one video right now and it has a hilariously awkward thumbnail. So if you want to see me looking really awkward before I fix it, go check it out now. There's your incentive. (laughs) Have a great day, everybody, and happy holidays.